My name is Jonna. Hi, um, I know it says Grace. That's my Facebook name, but my real name is Jonna. So let's just start off with, are you a relationship coach? What, what brought you into this love um, relationship speaking industry? Sure. I I actually am not a relationship coach. Okay. I'm actually a mindset and self-talk coach. Okay. And I work with entrepreneurs and business professionals who look at their life and they really like what they do. They feel really good about what they're doing. They feel actually good in their relationships. Mm-hmm. But underneath all of this good, they're thinking, my life is so good. I have nothing to complain about. But yet when mm-hmm. I look in the mirror... I'm thinking, is this as good as it gets? Because okay. I feel like there's more. And so when we can bring the best version of ourselves into our daily life, into our work and career, into our relationships, then we mm-hmm. feel more of life when we experience that. And that has to begin with our mindset and the way okay. that we do ourselves. And so I'll I'll tackle relationships where people have struggled okay. with that when they say, yeah, my relationship is okay, but how do I take it to the next level? And knowing what I've experienced in, in nearly 20 years of, of yeah. my years. So tell us about that. I want to hear how did, how did, um, well, you, you've been married one time. One time, one, yes. One time. Okay, so tell me about how you met your husband, how your relationship is going. How did that start? Yeah, well, the the funny part to that is I was dating his best friend when I met him. His best friend introduced me to him. We hit it off as great friends, and that's that's all we saw each other as was was friends. Because he even came to me and said, "If you hurt my best friend, I'm going to hurt you." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So it's him and the best friend still together. (laughs) I mean, not together, but are they still friends? Him and the best. There was a falling out when we got married, but. Now, like I said, next month is 20 years that we've been together. They're, they okay. have their, right. their friendship. It's been, and he's married and he's he's happy in his family. And and it, it turns out, and I knew in the beginning that his best friend and I, we weren't meant to be together. Fantastic, okay. Fantastic guy, just mm-hmm. not the guy for me. And not right. that and not that his best friend was was for me, let me tell you, because mm-hmm. we started off as friends, we did not have those romantic eyes whatsoever. Understood. We were, Understood. We were friends for for a year, and in fact, after I ended things with his best friend, and I took some time off to myself, and then I started dating again, and I started bringing those guys around. It was his best friend who was saying, "What are you doing with this guy? This guy's not good enough for you. What are you doing with that guy? That guy's not good enough for you." And I'm like, "So, so what really attracted you? What?" Did- Attracted you to the best friend? I think I think what flipped there was <laughs> San Francisco can have some magical powers. Let's just put it at that. We had a day trip in San Francisco, and again, we're there just as friends, but there was something that was evolving. There was okay. feel the romance in the air, even though again we weren't approaching each other romantically, mm-hmm. but there was something there, and it was a three and a half hour drive back back to our home where we were housemates we were and Mm -hmm. we we got into this intense argument not like a a a, a, an angry emotional fight it was just a a different way of looking at things okay we disagreed but it was very intense because we had passionate stances on Mm -hmm. what was the argument 
Um, it was about where where I was. Um, I was actually involved with uh, um, direct sales. And gotcha. Sales company, and he, the way he saw it, he's like, they just take advantage of people. They just rip people off. They're just okay. they brainwash you. And I'm saying, okay. No. And this is, is you and the friend, correct? This is you and. We're just in the friend zone at this point. Okay, and y'all had a pretty intense. But it was very, like I said, we were very different in our stances and we argued all the way home. And then okay. three and a half hour drive. And then we get home and I sit on my bed and I was like, oh, that was intense. But you know what? I don't want him going to bed thinking I'm mad at him. I'm not mad at him. We're okay. just places so he was checking the answering machine this is how far back this goes right Right, because i'm trying to figure out when did the attraction start look you (laughs) tell me from a to z i want to go yeah he was checking the answering machine and i came out and i just gave him a great big hug and he took a step back what is that for and i said i just want (laughs) to know we're still friends i know we have different points of view but we're still friends i'm not mad at you it's not that i dislike you or anything like that we're, we're great and mm-hmm. that somehow became a seed planting turning point mm-hmm. the romantic feelings like the eyes shifted and I'm like well where did this guy come from I've been okay. friends for a year but I never saw him with those eyes and after that things picked up the pace a little bit we were dating for four months and then he proposed and really let me back it up we did have a two-week two-week very intense discussion over do we cross this line because once we cross the line right into relationship mm-hmm. you can't go back it's a we can't street that's so right we said, okay you know let's we we discussed it all out the pros and the cons and i just felt this in my heart if it doesn't work with you it just Maybe I'm just not marriage material. Hmm. <laughs> so That's I what you propose. I really wanted to make it work, so we started. We just we agreed. Okay, let's jump over this line. Let's do it. It just everything mm-hmm. feels so right. So we did that. Four months later, he proposed, and then we had a 16 month engagement. So okay. that, that took its time a little bit, and then we we got married April 2001. So mm-hmm. almost 20 years now. But it has taken a lot of work to- What was the hardest part? Here, the hardest part is he's my first marriage, I'm his second marriage. Okay. So he has a son from the previous marriage and we had the son half time. So it was one week on, one week off. As he got older, it became two weeks on, two weeks off. Mm -hmm. And he, the the parenting differences and Mm -hmm. then there was the inconvenience of the weekends that we were supposed to be by ourselves mm-hmm. without the son because of the timeshare there. His ex-wife always had something come up where we had him every weekend. There was not a weekend we did not have Oh, really? In the early years of our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so not having that own space, that that mm-hmm. laid down some things that happened. And then we had some parenting disagreements. The way I looked at parenting, the way he looked at parenting, of course, I was a step parent in the picture, whereas right. he was dad. So there what's the difference? The, the, the relationship with his son, because his son was five when we got married, so okay. he was young. And 
his his son was smart enough and i could see it in him i could totally see it and he knew how to manipulate to get what he wanted and i was willing to put my foot down and say no that's not going to work that's good but then his dad would override me and just give him whatever he wanted mm. anyway. oh this is not the way we do this this is not serving this is not doing right by the child in the long term right it might seem like an easy solution but it's not right and that started creating tension in our marriage of course Right. But I tried to make the best of it. And then two years in, we then we had a child together, my daughter. Okay. And the daughter who uh, breastfed till two yeah. years old, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was... It was great because he was he was definitely a man in my life, fulfilling my life, well, I, almost lifelong dream. Since I had, since I was 14, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I knew some mm -hmm. point I wanted to get married, become a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And well, you know, he provided that for me, which mm -hmm. I was definitely grateful for. Um, and then the dynamic between my own flesh and blood versus the stepson, you know, I did my best to and maybe lots of stepmoms here can relate i did my absolute best to raise him as if he were my own you know i loved him mm -hmm. that much but there really there there is a, a difference it's an underlying difference as much as i was trying to pour the love in in that way and there were tensions between the stepson and me while i was building this loving relationship with my with my daughter and mm -hmm. as the years went on did he feel jealousy there's, there was a little bit of jealousy, um, especially as she got older and she's mm -hmm. extremely brilliant. So mm -hmm. I didn't see how schools in our area could serve her. So I just, mm -hmm. I chose to homeschool her mm -hmm. and, and he, he didn't have that choice. And he mm -hmm. was thinking, gosh, well, maybe if you could homeschool me too, maybe I'll be as smart as my sister. And I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, I can't, I want to give you that, but I can't because it's not all up to me and it's not all up to me and your dad, your mom has to play a part in that too. And oh, you were the best teacher. I mean, there was no other brilliant teacher besides you, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when you say she's, she has a gift of intellect. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. She's extremely gifted. She, I had her tested at four years old and she just, she topped the charts and that was, that was a challenge in and of itself as, as a mom. And so the way that played out in, in the marriage and there were, there were things where my were yes, I had expectations of my husband and he didn't meet the expectations and I'm sure it worked both ways where he had expectations right. of me and I didn't meet those either. Mm -hmm. And Whereas initially in our marriage, the communication was so strong, we could approach mm -hmm. one another about anything, we could discuss anything, and yet as time went on, these walls came up, and okay. I wanted to avoid the conflict. Mm -hmm. And then because before I became a, a stay-at-home mom, I was in the workforce, and I was always out socializing and doing all kinds of things. I was working in ministry with my with my church and then when I became mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom I became a very dedicated mom and I wasn't mm -hmm. doing other things so as the years went on I kind of lost touch with myself okay. but, I, but I didn't realize that until much later and in 2014 while I was dealing with ongoing struggles with my my stepson that was taking its toll on the marriage I'm losing 
my sense of identity. Who is Lee? You know, get to mm-hmm. not recognizing her in the mirror anymore and getting to this point of, I'm just a mom. I'm just a mom. It's like, no, 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 really, I'm an entire person. I'm not just a right. mom. I wasn't seeing that. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, at that time, my stepson was 18 and there were major conflicts coming into play at this point. Okay. And with his personality and what was happening within the family dynamic, I was extremely frustrated. And I reached this point of like, okay, this kid has a game plan. He's saving up his money while he's working. He had already graduated from high school. He's, sa- he's staying mm-hmm. here saving up his money he's no longer going back and forth between the two houses but he's just Mm -hmm. coming and going and doing whatever he wants and there's so much lack of respect not Mm -hmm. just directed at me but directed at the family and I was tired of it and I knew he had a game plan that he was saving up to move to uh, Southern California that's Mm -hmm. that's great that he had a game plan he wasn't just a couch potato type of thing mm-hmm. but okay but in the meantime I do want him to participate in the family yes that's only fair and my uh-huh. husband's like, oh well he's 18 he can do whatever he wants well mm-hmm. outside of our roof have mm-hmm. at it but under right the roof, right he's also modeling behavior for his younger sister yes no uh-huh. I don't okay. think right so, so right. then it reached this climax threshold mm-hmm. in the relationship have a blow-up fight with my husband who I adore trust me at this time absolutely I, I'm frustrated with him mm-hmm. I adore him absolutely we get into this fight and he says I think you just hate my son you've hated my son no. for years and I'm thinking oh my goodness no I've done everything yeah. to do right by him and show him how to get on in the world what and he says, you just want him out of here. And I said, okay, back it up, back it up. Yeah. <laughs> I get the kid has a plan. Right. I need to work with that plan, but he's got to work with us as well. If he's not willing to work with us, there's going to be consequences for that. Here mm-hmm. are the consequences. And he came back with, well, all I see is you can't stand him. You just want to kick him out of here. Well, I'll kick mm. him out before I kick him out. Mm. And I said, what? He <laughs> <laughs> said, I will kick you out before I kick him out. And I thought, mm. wow, okay. Because here's the way I looked at it. I, and, and I even told him this too before he had made that comment. I said, the way I see it, he is my stepson. I am mm. his stepmother. He's going to treat me however he's going to treat me, whether I like it or not, right? Right. Whatever mm. it happens to be. But sweetheart, first and foremost, I see myself as your wife. Exactly. As your wife. Right. It's killing me that Mm. you're getting someone else. I don't care Mm -hmm. who he is. Come on. Come on. Yes. Absolutely. Respect me. What is it communicating to me about your level of respect for Mm -hmm. me? And then my self-talk back here, I'm like... My self-respect is way more dignified than this. Yes, dignified. What do I do? Because yes. I love this person. Mm-hmm. Love him, love him. He has so many great qualities as a husband. Right. Mm-hmm. Is he perfect? No. He has no one love. is. I love him even beyond the flaws, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here was this one flaw 
Mm -hmm. that went against my core value. He didn't put you first. Ladies watching this, do you know what your core values are? What matters most to you? Okay. When you are wanting to enter into a loving relationship, the first loving relationship you must have is with yourself. Absolutely. Yes. Know yourself. Mm-hmm. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Respect yourself. Yes. To the point that you can command that respect from others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I struggled in that moment with my husband because I thought, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. I love this man. He's a good man. But this lack of respect, mm-hmm. my mind went whirling. Does this now become a bone of contention that we got to start going our separate ways? Do I stay in this? I can't enable this kind of behavior. No. Again, I have more respect for myself than to allow that to happen. But how do I change that? Because you can't change the person. Exactly. You can't change yourself or the situation. Mm -hmm. So I was rolling in that. And then I thought, if I stay here, what does that model for my daughter? Right. If you leave, what does that model for my daughter? Because mm-hmm. I knew there was going to be pain in that too. So I, and that's that was all the stuff blowing up in my head in that very moment. I just sunk inside of myself like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? And I'll be honest with you, I totally internalized my battle. I was surrounded mm-hmm. by other couples at that time. There were about six core, there were six couples that a core of us would come out together all the time. And it was such a great dynamic because at any given moment, maybe one of the six would be down in their marriage. And the other five of us we're gonna pick you up. We're gonna, you know, it's okay. Because a marriage is up and down, right? There's Mm -hmm. there's ups and downs. And I was in my way down. Just I didn't know I didn't know how to ask for help. So I'm just and I'm just giving you my honest story here. Right. I didn't know how to ask for help, so I totally internalized it. And what year, I'm sorry, what year was this in the marriage? That was twenty fourteen. That was December twenty fourteen. And uh, what year was that in the marriage? Yeah. So we're we're talking thirteen years. Okay. Yeah, thirteen years in. And I'm the type of person who you throw me into any situation. I'm going mm-hmm. to find a way to make the most of it. Right. I've gotten so good at that that I just kept on day in, day out, making the most of every day. So externally, I might have looked okay. I might have even mm-hmm. looked happy. And mm-hmm. on the inside, I was dying and I was dying unconsciously. I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of what was happening to me. What was happening? That I was falling into a depression. That okay. I was struggling so internally with what do I do with this? What I do with this? It shifted my filter, my perception of my husband and of my marriage at this point, where I started looking not intentionally, like it was unconscious intention at first, and then I recognized it later, like, oh wow, I've really been doing this. And it was, I'm looking for anything and everything to complain. I was so unhappy. It started expressing itself in nagging, and I'm not a nagging person. It, it expressed itself, and I was finding everything wrong. And again, that's not me. And mm-hmm. creating just these miserable situations, picking fights. And that went on for two years. Were you in a state of unforgiveness? I wasn't in, I was in a state of confusion, really. Of confusion. What do I do? Because I couldn't. 
I couldn't figure out how to get through it. And I think it was 2015, 2015, April 20. So this fight happened December 2014, April 2015, my stepson moved out. Okay. So then it became that situation that some, a lot of that tension went out at that point, but there was still underlying, the problems were still there. The, the mm -hmm. tension with my stepson and that whole dynamic, that was just a, a symptom, like getting a, getting a cut, right? Right, okay, yeah. But we weren't addressing what caused the cut. Right, okay. And recognizing that the cut was deep. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until, until um, December 2016, so we mm -hmm. are two years later, I was standing on the beaches of Hawaii, Mm -hmm. My husband, my stepson was there with his girlfriend at that time. My daughter was with us. We're watching this glorious sunset. I'm looking out and I'm just, in my mind, logically, intellectually, I'm thinking, wow, this is incredible. Not everybody gets to experience this. And, and mm -hmm. here I am, this is so amazing. And yet inside the feeling, mm -hmm. there was no feeling. Mm. And then my next logical thought came like, what's going on? Why am I not feeling the moment? I'm right. the person who takes it all in. So why am I right. not feeling the moment? And I thought, well, what is up? And then in that quiet, as I'm, you know, we're watching the sun sink down and we're hearing the waves crashing in and the breeze going by us. And in that quietness, I hear this question, mm -hmm. Lee, what makes you happy? Mm -hmm. There's no response coming. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. If you ask me what makes my husband happy, I can tell you. Right. I'm going to appease my stepson, I could tell you. What's mm -hmm. going to bring joy to my little girl's face, I could tell you. Mm -hmm. Sitting in that moment with myself, I had nothing. And that's yeah. it. Whoa that's real okay we're at the end of 2016 2017 is just a few days away that's it we're drawing a line in the sand because this is not who i am how mm -hmm. did i get here and it was replacing my steps realizing it was that fight in 2014 that lack of respect for my husband okay and that old respect for myself i'm like oh that conflict set all these other dominoes into place there were mm -hmm. a lot of factors in there. I don't want to take up all this time because it absolutely the story. Yeah. Um, but just to, you know, what I want to impart is that yes, I I struggled. There was some, you know self talk there and and recognizing coming into that awareness. So even for those of you here in the audience, if you're struggling in a relationship, maybe you've got this beautiful face on, but what's going on mm -hmm. on the inside? Have you gotten that honest with yourself? Are you even aware? And if you're not, that's okay, because I was there. I think it's mm -hmm. just part of the human experience, part of, part of the ride, part of the journey, if you will. But if this sharing is helping you come, you know, shed some light on that and helping you recognize where you are, I, I hope that you'll take a moment to examine yourself and then mm -hmm. recognize if you need healing, go and get, go get, go and get that healing. Right. So in this moment, like I said, I drew a line in the, in the sand and I'm like, I'm stepping over it and I need to go figure out what makes me happy. So you were in that state for two years. 
yes, but I was even hiding it from myself in a way. Okay. It's not, it, there was a lot of unconscious, just, I'm just going through the motions day by day. I knew I was, I knew I was unhappy, but I didn't okay. understand the real depth of my depression. And there okay. were, there were times before that trip to Hawaii where I did start having panic attacks. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, can't breathe. I, I had this huge master bedroom that I live in, and yet I felt like I was in a coffin. I was so okay. claustrophobic in the dark and, and suffocating and freaking out. Were you all sleeping on the si- opposite sides of the bed? Yeah, we were, you know, we, we were still sharing the same bed, but, you know, not snuggled up or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it was after two years? This, this was, it was somewhere in that period. So I'd say probably in 2015, the latter part of 2015 and maybe the early part of 2016, I started experiencing those panic attacks, but I didn't question it enough. I'm like, well, something's going on, but I don't know really what it is. And so it wasn't until that question landed in my space in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. that I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, that really woke me up, if you will. Mm -hmm. What's going on with me? This is not me. And so then I started that journey of, I need to go figure out what makes me happy. As I was figuring, and I said to myself, I don't care how selfish it seems. I'm putting me first. See, it always comes back to you've got to love yourself first. Right. Right. Fill that cup of loving yourself. It's in the overflow that you then pour out and love on others. But if you are so empty and so dried up, there's nothing to give. Nothing to give. And I really questioned divorce. I, I, I mm-hmm. questioned the despair. There were so many times I was looking at my husband, I'm not attracted to him. I was still thinking mm-hmm. out the negative things. And even though I was picking myself up, I was still seeing him through that negative filter. And mm-hmm. as 2017 continued, I started feeling joy again for myself an experience okay. in my life and that's when I came into the coaching world and speaking and I okay. started building all of that so I was like oh I'm building this for myself and I'm still questioning where do I want to take this marriage what part mm-hmm. do I want to play in this marriage we got to where we were just two people living under the same roof there was mm-hmm. no conversation happening we were having meals together because we still had our daughter in the house and mm-hmm. she, you got all weren't talking no, really? <laughs> we, were not, we were not talking. It was just, it was super small talk. So how was your day? It was fine. You know, there wasn't, that's it. That's it. There was just not hardly anything going on. If I could be out of the house, I was out of the house. I was not around, you know, where I would just be, I would just be uh, putting all of my attention into my daughter. I wasn't doing wow. anything with my husband. So I've got questions. What's that? I said, I've got questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, One comment you made was about commanding uh, respect. When you respect yourself, then you're able to command respect. And one of your complaints was you felt disrespected by your stepson and also disrespected by your husband when he did not basically take up for you. Is that a part of you believing that you didn't respect yourself? It was in the recognition that that was going on because Mm -hmm. when I I grabbed a hold of myself and I said, wait a minute, this is Mm -hmm. not right. 
And mm -hmm. when I found that within myself, and then I started seeing more and more evidence of how he was disrespecting me, I said, I've been letting this continue. I would say there's okay. a point there, there had been previous years where I just let him not walk over me per se, because I am a very strong-willed person and, and stubborn, but then there were, I think I boxed myself into this stay-at-home mom, wife box and whatever picture I had of that and the stories I was telling myself in that box. I just thought, well, what he's doing, that's just outside the box. If I just stay in this box, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But then I started recognizing like, I am, I'm letting him treat me with disrespect. Yeah. But this is not, this is not right. I need to be stronger in that. Yeah. You thought you were playing the submissive wife role, just letting yeah. him walk. So it's, it's really, I guess, important to understand what a submissive wife is. It's not someone who walks over you, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you believe there's kind of confusion in what that is yes exactly and i wasn't standing in my own power i was turning my power over to him and mm -hmm. that's that's not the way to do it that's not so let's speed it up where where are you now like because i know that you've yeah. overcame it. you called it something like a hospice marriage but i'm yeah. not in that marriage anymore right exactly so in 2017 as i was piecing myself back together getting to know who Lee is when I started looking at her in the mirror, who do, who do I want her to be? And I started dreaming again and working in that direction. And yet my marriage was, was stale and it was dying. And there was a, there's a tug in my heart saying I still wanted it to work, but I just didn't know the how, didn't know the how, but it got to the point where I said, okay, look, I know from comments he had made in previous years, I went to him and I said, I know that you don't like counseling, but we're at right. that point. We are mm -hmm. at that point. Yes. Many times that we've hit bumps in the roads, we've been able to figure it out. Through other tough times, we've been able to figure it out. This one, it's too far gone. Okay. We are so far across the ravine, I can't even see the horizon. And the depth of hurt and, and separation that's happening here, we can't even see the abyss. I said, we are too far gone. I said, here's what I'll do. I said, because I still stay at home mom, I will go and research all the list of counselors approved by our insurance. I'm going right. to give you the list and you choose. Because I knew if I chose, if it went right. wrong, it's on me. Exactly. But right. Work because he was working. I'm like, fine, I won't ask extra time from you. I will take it myself, but I will give it to you. You choose. So he mm -hmm. chose. And then November 2017, we had a 10 day cruise. And it was something that had been planned a long time ago. So we just went to fulfill the commitment. <laughs> and I remember right, going to right. the counseling session because at this point I was done. I'm like, let me just get, I was at this point. Let me just get this 10 day cruise done. I will mm -hmm. come home and I think I'm going to start looking for a lawyer. That's what okay. it was. I couldn't feel anything for my husband. Again, mm -hmm. I did he feel I, something for you though? He it did it because he, even when I told him with the counseling and, and even in my sharing, I'm like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm struggling. He seemed so blindsided. And I, I'm like, how are you blind to this? Yeah, he didn't see what the issue was. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, does that happen? Wow. And so once these things were brought to his attention, he was just kind of 
okay, but what can I do? He was really, really lost. And at this point then, when the, when the cruise happened, I remember a counseling session before then, the counselor said, you know, Willie, are you looking forward to it? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I just want it to be done and over with, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing the destinations it was going in in the Caribbean, the Southern Car- parts of the Caribbean I had not seen. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But other than that, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he turns to Robert, my husband, you know, are you, you know, are you excited? And he's like, I don't even know what to think or feel right now. So we start off in New York. We have a day in New York and uh, we did have a really nice day together. Cause when we get out and we go places and we do things, we actually do pretty good together. So we did okay there. And then we get on the ship and we get down to our room and I throw the stuff down on the bed. I said, all right, listen up. This is how it's going to work. And he's like, okay. So the next 10 days is just you and me. No family, right. no kids, no friends, no responsibilities. It's just you and me. This trip, mm-hmm. we're either going to make it or break it. Right. Now, typically, because this was like our fifth or sixth cruise together, and typically I'm the person, let's go meet people. There's people from all over the world here. Let's go make some friends. And I said, we're not here to make friends. Right. This is just you and me time. Right. Okay. Now, I said this to him because I'm commanding the respect of the situation. Okay. Come on. Internally, internally, I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I I just feel so done. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I hear the truth little voice back there speak up, right? And it Mm -hmm. says, Lee, you cannot throw the towel in on this relationship. Mm-hmm. So you are able to look at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and say, honestly, I gave it my all. Right, right. Because <laughs> I know I haven't given it my all. This okay. whole time from March to now November of 2017, I've been building a business out of my home that I was falling in love with. Mm. And I hadn't said a word to my husband about it really and I was only doing it in the time that he was at work so when he was home I was just doing whatever to be present with the family right and so he didn't know anything well he had he had like I think she's doing something she's really just not that home that much you know what are you doing outside of the house type of thing um so he knew something was up but he had he really was clueless and I was like oh I have to give this to him and the reason I wasn't forthcoming with giving him my business ideas Mm -hmm. is because he has a very critical mind in the sense Mm -hmm. that anytime he walks into a business his brain is very sharp he can quickly assess the operations of the business and he Mm -hmm. goes you know what they should do to make this better you know what yeah Oh, right. We're coming in for the first time and he can see it, you know. Understood. So every time I'm the wife rolling my eyes, oh, really, honey? What should they do? You know? Right. <laughs> and it's wonderful that you're coming up with this idea, but are you going to try to suggest? Hey, come on. No. Right. Come on. Listen to this. So right. I don't want to give him my business idea and then have him tell me, well, you know what you should do to make it better. That's the last thing I want, right? Yeah. My baby, my project, I'm right. in complete ownership of this. This is what I want. So honestly, mm-hmm. 
I think it took me three days before I could say anything. I mean, we had the small talk of like, oh, well, isn't this lovely? Doesn't this food taste delicious? Oh, the atmosphere. Those little small talk business, business parts. And this is still on the cruise, correct? Yes, this is all on the cruise. And then I'm still thinking to myself, how am I going to even create real conversation? I have to have a real conversation so I can look myself in the mirror and be done with this, right? Right. And then it was slowly over the next seven days, I started giving him little pieces and little pieces and little pieces. And sure enough, we were we were in a coffee shop on one of the islands and we sit down, we had the coffee first thing out of his You know what they should do? And then he went, Oh, that's what you're talking about. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm like, you do this everywhere we go. <laughs> And I said, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And he said, okay, but somehow, some way, lots of grace, we started mm-hmm. talking and actually talking. And here's what happened at the 10th day. At the 10th day, packing up, getting ready to go home, I start analyzing everything and I'm thinking, okay, no, we're not, we're not there. We're, we're not mm-hmm. healed. We're not right. madly in love with each other again. Mm-hmm. But we have this ball of communication rolling. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's in the start and you know what I gotta take this home and I gotta keep it rolling right so I challenged myself challenged myself to number one start okay number one stop looking for the negative number two right. look for the good and if it was just one thing I had to express it right it and it could be something small it didn't have to be anything big I just needed to express that and then I had to go okay I need and challenge myself to start a conversation whatever it was I needed to take it not take it off the surface level and go a little bit deep I didn't have to go deep down but I had to go a little bit deep with it and so over time as I built that and I started telling him about my business and what I want was trying to accomplish things started opening up and by January he had taken everything I'd given him and he came he, sure enough, he came to me and he's like, so you know how I say the stuff about other people's businesses? I was like, oh no, here it comes. And right. I said, yes. And he said, he's like, I looked at everything you've given me. He's like, I think what you have got going on is genius. I can't, he's like, you've thought everything through. I can't think of anything you should do. I'm like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But he said, no, really? He's like, no, I did. I looked at everything. He's like, he's like, you're doing everything right. And I'm actually excited for you. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. All right. right. <laughs> so I said, well, we just got to take it one day at a time. Keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Keep moving forward. So now we're into 2018 and I go down to Phoenix, Arizona for a Brendan Bouchard seminar. And Brendan Bouchard is a thought leader and he's okay. and he's amazing. And mm-hmm. I've been following her following him since 2015. So mm-hmm. I go down there and it's four days. And every mm-hmm. day I'm calling my husband. I'm like, oh this is what I got today. Oh my gosh, I met these incredible people and I'm networking and they really like what I'm doing. So I'm finding some support here and all the stuff that I'm learning from Brendan, oh it's just getting me ex- so excited about life again. He's like okay. Then I go day two, day three, and day four, and do that. And by day four, I start crying. I'm going into this ugly cry over the phone with him. And he's like, are you okay? No, but yes. He's okay. I said, I think I'm having feelings for you again. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. Did you have ever, ever since I started telling you what's going on, what I'm trying to do, how I'm trying to create this next chapter for myself, because by this time my daughter is 15 years old, I'm like, she's going to get out of the house. So what am I going to do with myself then? Right. Now I'm dreaming again. And I said, you know, Mm -hmm. ever since I've given you these pieces and piece after piece that I give you, you've given me nothing but love and support and genuinely. Genuinely and it sounds kind of like yeah. um, because remember you all were friends at first, yes. and then you the friendship kind of broke up, and then you all had to become friends again. Yes, yes. and that's Absolutely. what made you fall in love with them in the first place—the friendship. Yep. Exactly, I had to learn to like them again. I loved him, yeah, right, but I didn't like him anymore, and I had to right. learn to like him, and then yeah. also give him something about me to like too, right? Right. I was definitely not, trust me, I was no saint in this. Understood. I had my faults, my wrongdoings too, my imperfections that I was I was bringing. I was not I was not making it the best home to live in. It was not the best version of myself. And, Understood. But you know, now that I can look back and learn on that. And so at that, yeah, that fourth phone call, I said, you know, I feel appreciation. I said, mm-hmm. I can you you've just shown so much support to me and it's just building my belief and I just feel this appreciation for you and it's 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 a different kind of love okay and then from there on it just it's just grown and grown and grown and one of the things that I wanted to bring into the marriage that I will tell you we did not have before the whole 2014 fallout mm-hmm. we didn't have laughter like we got a really? We got along great, but there wasn't that, oh, he makes me laugh. There was none of that. I'm like, I want I want him to make me laugh. I want to make him, why? Are we just that serious? You know? Yeah. We would visit his dad, who is remarried. So his dad and his stepmom, and they would just be laughing all the time. I'm like, why can't we do that? What is wrong with us that we can't do that? Or we'd look at other couples, you know, people our age and all of that. But they're laughing. Why can't we have wow. laughter? And so one of the things that I worked on as we were on the healing path, because once I felt that appreciation, that began the healing journey. And we kept working towards that. We let go of the counseling because we felt the counseling was bringing more of the worst of us than Mm. the best of us. Quick question, quick question. So you're a coach. What to you, what's the difference between a counselor and a coach? So a counselor, because they're they're certified in therapeutic methods, that's mm-hmm. what we bring. And therapy gets you to look at your past, and you mm-hmm. have to work the past. Whereas a coach is going, the coach doesn't have those therapy uh, methods. The coach will get you to look at where you are now and where mm-hmm. you want to go. And there's some examination of well, what's holding you back from moving along or moving as fast as you want type of thing so a coach is getting you to look forward and Mm -hmm. then examining in the present what may be holding your back or acknowledging what's carrying you forward and taking you onward and then giving you the tools and tips to uh, keep carrying you along so that you can accomplish those goals and do you think it's important to have both I think depending on the situation. The situation. Yes. If you're dealing with issues of mental health, um, brokenness, uh, even a broken relationship, when you, especially uh, relationship coaches, uh, 
So if you're looking at a relationship coach, it might be, my relationship is good. How do I take it deeper? How do I make it richer? Okay. How do I take it to a next level? But if you're in a relationship where it's really hurting, yeah, there's, there's loss there. There's the relationship feels there's so much brokenness and you want to find a way to repair it and, and bring mm -hmm. it together. That's where a therapist is Account going, to for, yeah. going to be much better. Mm -hmm. Yes. Got you. And so, and I'm happy to say, cause at that March phone call, when I'm in my ugly cry and I said, you know, next month is our anniversary and I'm actually looking forward to it. Whereas before, like the four years previous, I was just like, oh, it's just another day. It's just wow. So it was four <laughs> years that had went by and you didn't really yeah, from, yeah, well maybe, you know, three and a half. Cause you look at 20, December, 2014 yeah. into April, 2018, you know, that was a whole torment <laughs> and, but it, and it brought out, you know, we had this threshold of like enough is enough. And then making the decision to change and, you know, and I had to get inside of myself, like I said, of, it's not about changing him. It was about changing me. I had read things, you know, the, the five love languages, uh, love and respect. Um, oh, there's a, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a Glennon Doyle book um, mm -hmm. that has to deal with love. And so I read all, all these different things like, okay, I know it's about fixing myself, but how do I do this? And that's why I reached so much in 2017. Like it's just dead. Cause I feel like I've done mm -hmm. everything about myself but I really hadn't. And, and I'm happy to say that from that, from that point forward, and I started, like I said, challenging myself to look for the good. And then I, I started challenging myself in 2019. Can I bring laughter into this? I really want to bring laughter. Can I do that? And I just started finding, well, learning, having learned improv, well, can I create an improv situation about out of our everyday mm -hmm. conversation and just mm -hmm. start throwing some wit and puns and, and just, some anything funny and we looked we got to the end of 2019 and when we were looking back and looking forward into 2020 and we're thinking oh my gosh we have laughed so much this year wow. and in love with each other again right and then in 2020 you know we were we were so excited at the beginning of the year because he's like i'm turning 50 this year i'm like yeah you are mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I don't know, but I think we should do something big. And his birthday was in June. Of course, we were in the midst of COVID at this point, right? Mm -hmm. As we were going through COVID, it really got him to examine all the things, you know, that he, all the parts he played in our marriage. And he, he started, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm like, honey, thank you. I, I appreciate you being aware of that, I said, but you know, we're past that now. Mm -hmm. and he was like, well, I'm really sorry for all the hard times and everything. I said, you know, I don't even really want you to be sorry about that anymore because mm -hmm. if we hadn't gone through that, we wouldn't have this other side to get to. Right. And this other side to me is a thousand times better. Even though we had a good marriage before. Right. Right. We got a really great marriage now. Now. I will, if it took going through that hell to mm -hmm. get to this heaven-like state in our relationship, mm -hmm. I'll take it. It's so worth it to me. And, and I've got, I've got a question because I'm quite interested to know um, in that 2014, 2016 period before you drew the line in the sand, were you all not intimate at all? We were hardly intimate. 
it was it became very sporadic it's so you we might have had a day that oh this feels really good and there okay. would be intimate that maybe maybe in a 48 72 hour period and then psh, it would just, psh, it would just be bad again you know um uh -huh. that was so far be between so yeah it it, it um, affected that it did um in fact i'll i'll be honest i'll be truthfully honest in this space there were times that i clung to the physical intimacy whenever i could because i know i know what that produces the, the chemicals in the brain and how mm -hmm. it comes together and i thought well if this is the only thing that's going to keep us together yeah. i'm willing to do that whatever it takes okay. that's mm -hmm. what i hold on to even in, in me in the internal things and it's definitely so much better when everything's all in its place. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It <laughs> is. I'm not, I'm not holding on to that as a tagline, you know. Right. Like, oh, save us, save us. Now it's like, oh, this is this is a beautiful part of, of our right. Day. Yes, the cherry on top. Yes. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. <laughs> all right, you. <laughs> Before we wrap up, I just want to make sure I understand what is a hospice marriage what is just a simple definition for someone who's never heard that yeah well when we think when we think of people in hospice they're on their deathbed right? okay yeah mm -hmm. they're, they're near the end and when i when i look back at the emptiness the complete lack of life mm -hmm. we were we were two human beings under the same roof. We were two human beings in the same bed. There mm -hmm. was no life there. There, right. there. there was no dynamic there. There was hardly an interaction. It was just somebody's going to work and somebody's paying the bills and putting food on the table. And we are just, we're just existing. And life is too short. To be, right. to be in that state and and i hope there isn't anybody in the audience and in, in that state if you are just come to recognize it and then what's the next step where you can get help to get out of that and, and how do you help people um get out of that because i know um you, you may not be in a relationship coach but the mindset when your mind however ever that is it affects all of your relationships Absolutely. how how do you help? Let me grab one thing. Go ahead. Right here. So I'm going to show two things. And I appreciate everybody who's still here with us this time. Because I know we're, we're taking a deep dive here. So if you can mm -hmm. see okay. that. Yes. So my business is called Upcycle Coaching. And I've put what I call the candy method together. Mm -hmm. So that's clarity, okay. affirmation, necessity, discipline, uniqueness, which I spell Y-O-U. Okay. And the uniqueness, I love working with that because it's celebrating you and who you are. Do you have respect for yourself? If not, let's get that. That needs to be our base, loving yourself. And what I say is that you have three Gs. You have gifts, you have genius, you have greatness inside of you. And that that needs to be part of your truth and then giving that to the world, whether it's in yourself, because you can love yourself as a single, you can be bringing out your best self in, in the dating world, it can be bringing out your best self in a marriage, whatever that happens to be. Now with the mindset part, see if we don't solidify our identity and the story that we tell ourselves, 
we can create an illusion of change. Oh, I'm going to change. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to start a morning routine. I'm going to start out my own business, whatever it happens to be. You might make those changes, but you're going to find yourself falling back. Mm -hmm. back and you're just going to get stuck and you're going to think, why can't I make these changes? Because we didn't change the identity. When we change the identity, when you start saying to yourself, I love myself, I'm loving myself first before I right. put myself out into a relationship. I, I respect myself and I am worthy of a great partner. If you want to, right. you know, I am worthy of a great partner. So you got to love yourself first. Now with the mindset piece, let me get this into place here. This is really simple. I have my clients write two words down reactor and creator when we get away from doing things with intention and we just let life happen to us or seemingly to us we might be reacting to whatever situation is happening around us in a moment in a week disruptions distractions and we may feel stress we may feel overwhelmed we may feel burdened we may feel pulled in all different directions and, and we're claiming that we're busy and we might be getting some things done and what's really happening is we're finding ourselves at the end of the day tired so we're like this C in reactor you know we're seeing ourselves just bombarded by expectations and demands happening in our life and there's a lack of control but when we can take ourselves out and see ourselves first I love that then we line up what's not what matters to us what matters to you because mm -hmm. what matters to Jonna might not be the same things that matter to me so right. you're a fantastic friend, but I'm not going to let her tell me how to live my life. And it's right. not a place to tell her how to live her life. That's right. Mm -hmm. The only person who tells you how to live your life is the person in the mirror. You, mm. when you look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you with a right. smile. And yeah. create the life on your terms that you want to live. Create the relationship that you want. What I did as a young woman, mom, before I met my husband, was I sat down, I created quiet time and space for myself, and I just allowed my dream, like, who do I want to be my Prince Charming? Who, what does he look like? How tall is he? How much does he weigh? What kind of clothes does he wear? What does he like to eat? How does he eat? You know, what, how does he sleep? What does he like to do for his hobbies? What are his friends like? I wrote pages and pages and pages. It was literally, I think like eight pages front and back. I just wrote every mm -hmm. detail I possibly could. What does he do for work? How does he treat his family? What are his priorities? All kinds of questions. And I also examine myself, well, how do I want to show up in this relationship? Who do I want to be? Mm -hmm. Do I want to be a housewife? Do I want to be just a stay-at-home mom? Do I want to do I want to be an entrepreneur? Do I want to be working somewhere and I'm creating this money for myself? What kind of vacations are we going to do together? Who do I want to be? Because first and foremost, I need to know how I'm showing up in my life and to know that I am complete and whole in and of myself. And my partner is an addition. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think we've been brought and yes. brought up and conditioned in society. They're like, I'm a part and I got to find my partner to be complete. Mm -mm. Yeah, right. You are complete. Right. Your partner is someone you let in to love mm -hmm. and to be loved. And you are two additions. And right. And you're together.
And that's that's the steps in, in the healing that my husband and I have now come to. And now we're laughing more. You know, we're so grateful through the through the COVID period that we reached this place of healing because then we really got to enjoy one another's company in the shutdown. And we're just so so grateful. Absolutely. And looking at the value he brings, and now now he gets it. He gets it. He's mm-hmm. like, I really should not have said those things. He's like, and I would not say that again. I'm like, that's great. That's great. <laughs> that's great. That's good. I'm glad you. So if anyone wanted to, I'm going to look it up now. If anyone wanted to um, book a session with you with aligning um, or getting their mind uh, in order, yeah. where would I go? You can go to upcyclecoaching.com. Okay. www. Yes. Okay. Coaching.com. And that's actually a landing page and it will ask you for your name and your email and your phone number. And Mm -hmm. I will not spam you. You will not. I don't even have a consistent newsletter right now. So don't worry. I'm not going to be opening up your inbox by any means, but you will receive a free gift from me. Because the first thing that uh, to, to begin any journey is to know what we want because otherwise you'll be in the reactor mode. If you don't know what you want, you're gonna find yourself all over the place just reacting, right? But we can get clear on what you truly desire. We know what we don't want. There's so much of that. Right. Well, I know I don't want this, I don't want that. That's great, that's great, but what do you want? And so I can help you dial in. So what I have is 30 questions that you can take one a day and just create a 30 day challenge for yourself, or Mm -hmm. you can just take it at your own pace, but it's 30 questions that you can get through and it helps to bring out the clarity on, on what you want. And so that also gives you a follow up. It gives you my link that if you want a clarity session and we can talk relationships or we can talk about where you are in life and where do you want to go and I can help guide you in that direction. So I offer a 30 minute complimentary session. So feel free to take part in that too. And, and Donna, such a pleasure to meet you. I hope the ladies in here find this helpful. You know, I've been single before. I've been dating before. Okay. And now I'm married. I came <laughs> up on the divorce side because I don't know that one, knock on wood. But right. I can okay. relationship. But in a dying relationship and you want to resuscitate it and make it even better than it ever was before, that I can do and I'm happy to help and serve. Thank that you. is so great. Thank you so much, Lee. Myth. Um, I appreciate you. Um Please stay um, in the group because there's so many people in here that you can help. Let's stay connected and we will speak very soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much.